Well, we're wrapping things up for 2019. Two more days left. Do you use this time for reflection? I like to get away with the Lord and just look over 2019 and then talk to him about 2020. What's in front of us? Where we're going? What kind of new revelation and growth does he have laid up for me? Amen. Because he does. He's a ever-evolving God. He doesn't stay the same. He longs for us to grow up in him. And sometimes that means we're putting down some things or taking off some things and putting on some new things. And that's called what? Change. You know, it's hard to look at your life and see some ugliness, isn't it? It's hard. I remember Kelly and I had a disagreement. We were in the car together, and man, we were hammering it out. And I looked at her, and she, I said, this is so ugly. And she said, yes, it is. And yet, we were there to reconcile. We were there to make it right. But we had to go through the mess to get there. Be okay with that. Sometimes people just don't want to get their hands dirty. But God's in the mess too. And he's really wanting to straighten things out in your life. He wants you free. He wants you free. And he's working on me. How about you? Jesus has got some great things in store for all of us in 2020. The church of the living Jesus Christ is going forward with a great big shout. I was praying for everybody, and I saw the fire of God, the holy fire of God working in all of our lives. Every single person, including the children, are going to experience the fire of God in 2020. The church is getting lighter and brighter and hotter. And the world is getting darker and more lukewarm and all of that. We're standing out more because Jesus is coming back soon. Our soon coming king. Do you ever think about being the last generation children of God? That you're going to wrap this whole thing up? You ever think about that? I think about that. And I want to finish strong in God. See, I'm so thankful for all the revelation, all the truth, all the muscling in to do what I know the Lord wants me to do. I'm so thankful for all of that behind me to bring me to this point today. And how about you? Aren't you thankful for the truth that comes from this pulpit? But, you know, God's got more for each and every one of us for 2020. Are you prepared for more? Are your, are your hands, are your heart opened up? Not just for you. See, this is going to be a spilling over year. <laughs> because you prepared yourself. You've got yourself ready. You've made those adjustments. 
haven't you? You've, you've done your repenting. Amen. That repentance is so valuable to a child of God. It's where you recognize, okay, this isn't right. I'm going to take responsibility for it. Now I'm going to repent and clear the plate so that God has more room to put more of him in me and on me. God wants to get it in you and upon you so you can have something to give out. Because there's a world out there that needs you. Right, John? John's been going every Monday night ministering to men in prison. And it's, he's seen some great results. Amen? Who's got a testimony for the glory of the Lord today? Who's got a testimony to give Jesus the glory? Right over here. Come on up, Corinne. Good morning. I don't like microphones and being in front of people. Um, so we had a litter of puppies again this year. And the day they were supposed to start going home, my dog overnight had a tumor appear on her face under her eye. And everyone asked before they get your puppy, have they ever had any tumors, any of this, any of that? And no, they hadn't. And suddenly, here's everyone coming to get their dog, and my dog has a tumor on her face. Um, so that was humbling and disheartening. And anyway, I got the first vet appointment I could because I, I didn't know. I mean, I know where like the Bible talks about our flocks being blessed and things like that, but I didn't know does God heal animals. I didn't have assurance in that. I just wasn't sure what to do. So we went to the vet. And they took a sample out, and it was inflamed. The cells were nasty. They said, basically, this is cancer. We're going to find out what kind it is. We're going to take it out and biopsy it um, to know the aggression and what to do, if anything. Basically, yeah, the prognosis. So we agreed to that, um, but we had to wait a week for surgery. So very faithfully, night and day, morning and evening, Mike cursed the tumor on her face every day he spoke life and health over her um, we prayed over her we just followed the word we didn't have assurance on what God does for pets we just did what we would do for a person yeah. <laughs> and uh, so um, anyway uh, we started noticing that thing was shrinking but the surgery was scheduled and it was coming up faster than the tumor was shrinking. So we went ahead and took her in for the surgery um, and told the vet what we believed was happening. She just kind of looked and smiled like, okay. <laughs> um, and they took it out and we had to wait a week. They had to send it to Kentucky. Um, hey. <laughs> and. Uh, so it was like a dreadful week. She calls the day before Christmas, and we're just like, or, well, well, anyway, after I picked my dog up from surgery, she says, hope for the best, but expect the worst. And I just decided, well, we're just going to hope for the best. We're not going to expect the worst. We're not going to do that part. Um, so she calls Christmas Eve and says, I have a Christmas present for you. 
And I said, okay. So I'm thinking, okay, it's localized. It isn't spread all over. Um, it's a dead fibroid interface. There's no cancer, no inflammation, no active cells. I don't know that an animal's healed every time it's prayed for, but I know that we had a miracle happen in our dog. So. You spoke to it. You spoke to it. Who else? Come on up. Come on up, Caleb. I'm not sure if I shared this one before, but uh, I think it was back in June. I'll make it quick. But I was teaching Sunday school, and all of a sudden, I had a severe stomach ache. It was terrible. I thought, well, maybe if I eat something, I'll feel better. It didn't. I went home, and it felt like my stomach was trying to digest glass. It felt that bad. I mean, you know, usually I don't talk much about pain. If there's pain in my body, you'll never know it because I'm very stern face, but my mom's like looking at me as I hobble across the room like this because I can't stand up straight. She's like, are you okay? <laughs> and so, you know, it was like that all day and I actually, it was so bad, I considered calling out work. I've never called out for work because I was sick. I'm a farm boy. <laughs> and I was, I was laying in the bathtub and I was listening to Apostle Dale about faith. Now as I was laying there trying to find some form of comfort in the hot water, I thought the Holy Spirit say, your faith is squishy. My faith is squishy, what? But then after a while, I was like, I know what to do. So with some great effort, I pull myself out of the tub and I'm sitting there washing my hair, hoping that I don't keel over and hit my head on like, like the bathtub. I was like, that's an embarrassing way to be found, you know? <laughs> so I go and I, I get the Bible and I get a, a journal and I go hobbling across over to the recliner and I, I lay down in it and I start flipping through the Bible and I start finding all the places where you know, Jesus healed the sick. You know, the woman, the issue of blood, you know, this and that. And I started writing them down. My mom brought me something else to drink to kind of anything. I'm sitting there writing and, I, and I'm sitting there imagining. I'm sitting there writing it down and thinking about it. After about 20 minutes, the only pain I had left in my stomach was easily fixed with a bunch of salsa and chips. And I went to work the next day, so I felt just fine. I solidified my faith. It was squishy, so I got into the Word and I solidified it. So, amen. I love it. Solidified my faith with the Word of God. Okay. Right over here. So, one night, um, I think I ate some peanut butter with something candy and so I got a little bit sick and I came over the cough and then I got it again and um, I got it for six weeks I kept it and then I started running and I started getting better and the time that this year I got the cough um, I um, started running again, and um, and then I hurt my leg. When I was jumping on the trampoline, my mom jumped higher than me. I bounced on my knee, and it hurt. We went bowling that night, and my leg got better. Um, the next night, we um, <coughs> we um we um. We um, got to tell Nana that she was just eating cheese and all kinds of stuff. And then um, the next 
And then our Grammy and Papa came after we made our Disney tree. Um, and and the next and yesterday morning we went bowling again with our friend, our guests that came here. And then um, a person left today. So what Nathan's trying to say is, is, for those of you who may know him, he struggled a lot with asthma and sickness over his life. And um, the Lord has continually healed him um, time and time again this year. And um, every, without fail, every spring and fall, we'd end up in the ER. And Nathan has been hospital ER free for about four years now. And... He's putting his faith in action now, and he's starting to speak over his body. He's old enough to speak over his body. And so anytime that those symptoms try to come back on him, um, we have him confess healing over his life. And the Lord has been faithful to show him and to show us that he he is here to heal, and he heals Nathan. And um, he has had a lot of healing in his life over this fall, and um, that's what he's trying trying to share with you. And that he ate peanut butter for the first time at school on accident and nothing happened. So, nothing bad happened. See, that fire is falling on the kids. Amen. It's falling on the kids. You know, um, we're building an apartment downstairs for me. And when I'm down there, the kids want to come down. And I say to them, well, if you want to come down here, you have to pray in the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you can come down. And sure enough, right, the three of us, little Kaylee, two years old, we walk around this little rug in the middle of the room, and we all pray in the Holy Spirit. So they know when they come down, they're praying in the Holy Spirit. They already start engaging in that. It's such a beautiful thing because we're raised... We're raising up a generation of children that are going to carry the fire of God God with them. Amen. This is for Corinne. It's an animal story. (laughs) One time I had this fish and he jumped out of his bowl. And it was a pretty nice big one. And I didn't see it right away. He was already stiff and kind of dry. I just... in a hurry, but I picked him up and I said, life to you, and I threw him back in the water later on. I came back, he was swimming. (laughs) Vera, only you. Only you. Oh, my word. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, it took faith to do that. And you've built that faith up in you over the years that you just believe God. And you call those things that be not as though they were. Who else? Come on up, sweetheart. Okay, so I work at Foot Locker. And we don't usually talk about God in there, but there was one day my manager came to me. And he got bad news. His girl just found out she's pregnant, and they found, like, this um, hydro something at the back of the neck. Right away, the doctor's like, could have Down syndrome, this, that, and the other thing. Baby might not even live through the pregnancy. So right away, people go to that place of depression and just sadness. When he told me at work that night, I said, 
you don't know what can happen with that baby. That baby can live through a pregnancy and have a very healthy life. Don't give up. So he went to another appointment a couple weeks later. He comes to me. He said, well, they, they're going to do a genetic test, this, that, and the other thing, like they always do when things like that happen. I said, they're not going to find much. Just wait, just wait. I'm going to keep praying for you, though. So this all happened within like two months. So then he tells me a week later that they ruled out Down syndrome and a couple other things. Keep praying, God, keep praying. God's doing something. I said, just wait. He had his grandma and her church praying too, of course. So just like two, three weeks ago, I see a smile on his face. He just went to the doctor. He came back and he said, whatever was wrong with that baby is gone. I said, you know that was God, right? Everybody who was praying, that was God. I don't care what anybody thinks. That was God. And the doctor said, you're going to have a healthy baby girl. <laughs> so to see God do stuff like that is just really making me believe a lot in these last couple months, just in my life too, with things. So he's so good. He's so good. Wow. Doesn't that stir your faith? He answers prayers. Every prayer. That's so beautiful. You're a light in the marketplace, Tamara. You are, honey. God has you there, and you're making a difference. Thank you for that. Who else? Come on up, Shannon. So good to see you, sweetheart. Your family. Amen. So, um... Last time I was home was in October, and um, I went to a different church uh, on Sunday morning, but the day before I had been jogging, and I had this pain in my right shoulder, and it just came out of nowhere, and I was like, what is this, Lord? Like, I don't normally have this, and the thought came to me, like, this isn't yours, this is someone else's. So, well, yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. (laughs) No, so... uh, So I was like, okay, I'll take that. And I was planning to visit a different church. And I remembered, like, that was the Holy Spirit, too, that I remembered. So hallelujah. So um, they actually were having words of knowledge in the beginning about healing. And, you know, somebody has a back pain. Someone else, like, someone has a shoulder pain. And there was not an opportunity to say anything. So I was just waiting. And then I went with a friend that I hadn't seen for a long time. And um, I just asked him by faith, hey, do you have anything that I can pray for you for? Can I, can I pray for your shoulder? And he said, yeah, yeah. And I was like, which shoulder? He's like, my right shoulder. I was like, okay. So we went in the back and we prayed and I just prayed for healing over his body. And at the time, like nothing manifested immediately. But then I got a phone call. I went back to Chicago. I got a phone call two or three weeks later. And he called me and said, Shannon, I'm so excited. I need to tell you, like, ever since you prayed, my shoulder has been completely fine. I've got mobility. It's like, and I have, like, healing in other parts of my body. So I was so thrilled, you know. And even though you don't see it immediately, it doesn't mean, like, nothing's happening. So that's it. That was awesome. Glory to God. Being about the Father's business. And that's what this is, right? It's in your everyday course of life and who you rub up shoulders with. You have opportunities, come on Jim, to share the love of God, to pray and see God get the glory because that's what he wants through you. So God gives me boldness over here. Think about that. 
talking about boldness, I'm practicing boldness right now walking up here. <laughs> Yesterday I was in Cracker Barrel and some things have happened in Cracker Barrel, but I'm going to tell you this story. The lady who waited on us is a believer, I know that. And it's, she served our meal, we got our bill, and I kept getting this unction in my heart to say something to her. I mean, you guys are like this, but sometimes it takes me a while. We need to open this mouth and let the Holy Spirit speak. And when I began to speak what God gave me to her, she began to cry. I had no idea. Her brother was dying. They had a terrible Christmas. The family was fighting. My point is, we don't, never know what God wants us to share to help minister to people. And so I'm learning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jim, for sharing that. Come on up, sweetheart. You know, we are one of the most blessed people on the face of the earth. We've been given so much. Relationships are so key in the body of Christ. And I really felt that the Lord wanted this to happen today, for us to realize we're family, and we're in this thing together. We're here to edify, encourage, and build each other up, and support, and do what we can to, in our journey, you know, to that step into eternity. We're in this thing together. And this, what does this do but strengthen your faith, knowing that we're all about, we're all out here doing the work of the Father, right? So uh, a couple weeks ago, we went up to visit my sister. She lives in Garrison, New York. And um, Rocky Beach's church is in Connecticut. And it was only like 45 minutes away. And so we decided that Sunday, well, it was the night before we were talking about where we were going to go. It was me, Shane, and Dad. And we were like, well, I guess we'll go up there. We hadn't gotten to make it the last time. And so we decided we were going to go up. And my dad had a connection from uh, the team, CRI team, uh, that he went through training with the guy that was like, hey, are you going to be up here? And he was like, yeah, actually, that's crazy. I'm giving um, a presentation tomorrow about CRI. And so it's perfect that you're coming. And we get up there and he's like, yeah, I was supposed to give it last week. And then a terrible snowstorm came through. And so we didn't have church. And then now I'm giving it this week. And so it was cool to be able to be there for that. Um, But on the way back, we stopped at my aunt's house and um, heard my aunt's husband had passed away in 2017 and um so they have three she has three kids starting at my age and then two younger and and um they didn't they're they grew up catholic but they don't know what having a personal relationship with the lord is like and so um we are standing there and the boys come up and and they stand like six foot two they're huge guys and and so shane's just like hey like how you guys doing and and james is like oh my back is like terrible like it hurts so bad and so Shane's like we had stopped and prayed for some people and just had a really great day and with the Lord and so he was like it's not going to stop now so he goes can I pray for you and we it's hard to encounter and like example the Lord to our family on that side it's just not something that they welcome and so um I'm just standing there and my dad's just standing there like okay like we'll see how this goes and James is like no it's okay and Shane goes no let me let me just tell you what happened with my back like you know I was hurting real bad and and my friend Alex prayed for me and I got healed and and he's like he's like can I pray for you he's like I guess whatever okay sure so uh he prays for him and and he just prayed something real specific about asking the Lord that to show James that he wanted to do this he wanted to heal him and James at the end of it he's like he goes, <laughs> he's like, how's your back? And he goes, 
he's like, it's, there's nothing there. And, and he goes, well, do something that she couldn't do before. And so he touches his toes and comes back up. And he's like, he's like, it's healed. He's like, it's, it's not there. And he's like, I mean, he was kind of cursing. But it was just really, really awesome that he got to experience that. And, and then just a funny one, but um, I really like Costco. <laughs> and so we had a membership our first year of marriage, but then we wound up not having it last year. And, and it was just a desire of my heart to have a Costco membership. And so my mom had offered to get one for our Christmas present. I said, no, I asked the Lord to gift us a Costco membership. And so two weeks ago, we had dinner with um, some friends and they were like, hey, would do you guys even go to Costco? And I was like, I really like Costco. And she was like, would you use this as a get? Like, could you use a membership? And I said, yes, we can use a membership. So now I have a Costco membership. That's amazing. Praise the Lord. You know that God gave you that. Wow. That is really awesome. Praise the Lord. I know you all have one. But I want Katie to share one. I'm going to bring this back to her. Because you have a voice. I don't know if you know that, but you have a voice. And it needs to speak. It needs to speak. So I met with Karen a couple weeks ago at Panera. And it was kind of small talk. And then she started talking about speaking in tongues. And she asked me if I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, well, no. And she goes, oh, well, then we can pray for that. And I said, well, I've been prayed for that before. Um, and she goes, well, you have it. And I go, well, no, I don't speak in tongues, though. <laughs> and she goes, well, no, you have it. And I'm thinking, she's not hearing me. <laughs> I do not speak in tongues. Um, so um, then she explained that, you know, I was prayed to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit so I can speak in tongues. And we talked about the logistics of that and me probably overthinking it. Um, so then at Panera, I can now speak in tongues. <laughs> so, and you yeah. do. And I do. <laughs> right in Panera. Praise the Lord. Anybody else over here have a? John. I have one. My wife went in for her... Uh annual checkup you know she has some health issues at times and uh, for a long time she's had weird enzyme levels in her liver and the doctor pretty much who is a Christian by the way but he pretty much said I don't think this is ever going to normalize and she went in for her checkup recently and her liver is normal her enzymes are normal and she was also diagnosed with a form of diabetes recently and that was normal it wasn't just low it was like normal so praise god amen we rejoice with you john amen your beautiful family god's so faithful there's still stuff going on but hey we rejoice in every victory amen amen Amen. praise the lord who else come on up all right just a few maybe a month or so ago when Last time I had communion here, my back had been hurting really bad for probably over a week, and not. And normally, it just you know, you strain something and it gets better, and it was not getting better at all. And um, people were were doing communion, and people were giving testimonies of being healed a, a week or two before. And uh, so I took communion and I prayed some more about it, and um, by the next day, it was pretty much fine. It was, I mean that that same Sunday it started feeling much better and um, definitely by Monday it was 
it was not a problem at all, and probably by Tuesday it was gone. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Such beautiful testimonies. I've got one. Uh, Kelly's mom and dad are here this weekend, and we've all been sharing life together. And every time they do something for one of these kids, they would say, thank you. And, I mean, you could just hear it. Well, thank you, Grammy. Thank you, Papa. And at one point, her mom, Cindy, turned to me and she said, I have never seen such thankful children. Now, that was such a beautiful compliment. And I, I just thank the Lord inside. I just thank the Lord. But I want to share something with all of you from a Nana's heart. That kind of thing came from a consistency and hard work um, of continually reinforcing the importance of saying please and thank you from a mom, a dad, and a Nana. There's one thing about our walk with God that's so important, and that is to be consistent. Consistent in being, uh, consistent in the word, consistent in being doers of the word. There's fruit that comes from that, fruit that other people see. And that just blessed my heart so much because I know the hard work and the consistency of that to produce that fruit. And if we just let that go and don't keep enforcing it, that'll fall away. We won't hear that. Do you understand that? How important it is that even we as adults incorporate the consistency of what we're doing in in the Word of God and in the Spirit of God. Amen. Who else has a testimony? Come on, Carol. And come on up. Oh, Conrad, get yourself up here. Oh, my goodness, farm boy. (laughs) Wow. Does he ever have a testimony? Carol, you do too. Uh, last October, <clears throat> yes. Okay. Last last October, we had a family reunion in uh, New Jersey at the beach. My niece and nephew own a motel there, and they invite us down every year. So, he had just come out of the hospital the day that we got there. He had just had a severe kidney attack. He was in all week, and he was in horrible pain. So I said, Tony, I want to pray for you. And so I prayed for him. And I didn't see any difference, but I just kept praying and believing. And um, he was just really on my mind as I came home. And all week, you know, different times I would pray for him, but I just never got myself to calling and seeing. Because half the time when I call, their mailbox is full and I can't get through anyway. Come, we got our Christmas letter from him. And they said, when Tony went back to the doctor to have his blasted, they could not find the kidney stone. And he said he never passed it. And they said, God is good. And it was just so thrilling. What a blessing it was to see that my prayer was answered and he was healed. Carol, don't leave. This, this young lady right here goes to uh, senior citizens' homes and talks to the people, the residents there. And you told us the story of one old man that didn't know the Lord. He was pretty grumpy. But you kept going back. And, and giving them the word of God in your sweet, beautiful, loving way. And what was the end result of that? Okay, well, actually, I had just read his article in the paper because he was 100 years old. And he, was, he seemed like he was a very philanthropic man. But I thought, 
he's done all these good things, but does he know the Lord? You know, that's not going to take him to heaven. So I just felt I needed to go and talk to him. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, no. He said, I don't believe that. He said, nobody ever came back. No, that's, that's not true. So I would keep going back. And he was a very interesting man. He had a computer. He was always on it and reading little human interest stories. And so finally, I just kept going back. And finally, one day, I, he was getting kind of sick. And I, I just wrote a letter. And I thought, I'll just give it to him because he couldn't talk to me. And I said, you know, how much I appreciated getting to know him and how interesting he was and how I really am still praying that he will believe. And so the next time I went back to see him, I said, did you read that letter? He said, yes. He said, I'm coming. So then praise the he, Lord. He died about two days later then. Wow. God sent you to that man. He heard the truth. And we just believe that you'll see him in heaven someday. Amen. Amen. That's so beautiful. And that inspires me and should all of us to get out of our comfort zone and maybe go to a, an, a you know, senior citizen home. There's lots of them around here. And, and there's lots of uh, spots to volunteer, isn't there? And you could go and talk to people. They so want people to talk to them, you know, because they're lonely. They're lonely. And, and they, they're so happy. To, he was very, very receptive when I went to visit him. But he just, you know, he had his mind made up. And he said, oh, yes, I have a Bible a Masonic Bible. <laughs> well, that's a ministry in itself. And maybe that has inspired some of you that that might be something that you step out in 2020 doing. Come on, Conrad. Come on up here. Isn't this good? So it was I don't know, like three weeks ago. I was at work. Uh, we were sheeting a roof of a house. And we're, we're going to move to another part of the house. And so I dropped down off the roof onto the second floor. And I was going to just, there, there was no stairs in yet. And we were just using like the stair shaft to get up and down. We had made a makeshift ladder. And the one guy had kind of just framed up this kind of a wall around the staircase because the one guy stepped backwards in the staircase on the last house they built when he was pushing wood up onto the roof. So he kind of just made this little thing that people wouldn't accidentally step into, this, into the stair shaft. And somebody at one point put a sheet of plywood on it. They were using it as like a table. And I was walking on this at one point. So I decided I was just going to lower myself down off the second story onto this and then hop onto the floor and walk out the garage door. And I let myself down onto it and it broke away. And I fell. I caught my chin on the first floor when I went down. I guess rocked backwards, hit my head, and fell into the basement on the concrete floor. And so the other guys were there. They saw me go down to the boss and put a ladder down in the basement. I climbed back up, and the first thing I did is I sent a text out over the, the uh, youth group. I mean, we all we have a text uh, group where everybody can get or whatever. So I, I sent a text out for them to pray for me. And... Um, it, uh, we went into the job tour that we had there, and, and uh, I guess I don't really remember too much of what happened after that. But uh, apparently, I, I kind of kept repeating myself, and I was—I I didn't really know what was happening or whatever. But uh, within an hour, I was back up on the roof and working again. Conrad, you have a, t a tenacity in you, and it's a God gift 
you know, we, we laugh and say it's the farm boy, but you've got a, a God-given gift of tenacity and faith. It's a bulldog faith that you're not going to be denied. That no matter what the devil throws at you, you're going to just stand up and just wave that thing away. It's really beautiful. That's happened many times, you know, more than once in your life. And we've seen you just stand up with that faith and give God the glory for what he did in your life. Amen? That was God intervention in your life. He's got things, he's got plans for you. God has plans for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. We've got time for a few more. Who else? Come on up, Terry Ann. Holly, you're next. God is so good to us. He's so faithful. Mine goes back to my top ten list. Remember, I, the only one left was my brother and sister-in-law. And I think it was probably two years ago, I went down to Florida and they were down there and we went to stay with them. And they sat and I shared the whole testimony of how my mom received Jesus and how my dad received Jesus and how before they died, I said to the Lord, it's been a while since, you know, I want to know for sure before my mom and dad go, I'd really like to know for sure. So he totally did that for both of my parents. And I got to share that whole testimony with my brother and my sister-in-law. They sat through the whole thing. I was like astounded. So when I got done, I turned and I said, what about you two? And my sister-in-law piped right up right away. And she goes, oh, I believe. I pray every day. Now she's had multiple surgeries. She had a rotor cuff. Now she has both of her knees done. I mean, she's been through a lot. So I'm thinking, wow, she's probably like coming to God because of that, you know? So I was really excited. And I said, that's great. I said to my brother, what about you? And he goes, well, I just don't know yet. Still working on his testimony, I guess. <laughs> so anyways, we had a Christmas party here um, up at Ben and Amy's house, and my sister-in-law was there, and she hadn't really said anything else to me. So she walks up to me, and she goes, do you have a couple of minutes I could talk to you? And I'm like, sure. So we went in this bedroom, and we sit down, and she goes, I know God's really busy, but I just know he did this. And I said, what's that? She said she had bought some makeup. And Myrtle Beach, she put it in the bag, you know, and she was like, after I got it in the bag, I got home, I never saw that makeup again. I couldn't figure out where it was. It was just like gone. And I said, okay. And she says, well, the other day I finished up all my makeup. I used a Q-tip to get it out of my thing. And I'm thinking, what did I do with that makeup? She said, I opened up my makeup drawer and it was laying in there. And I was like, whoa. Is that beginner faith, you know, when God answers stuff you don't even expect? It was so cool. And I forgot the other one she said, but oh, oh, then she said, I woke up one day and I was praying to God and I said, what should I do with this Trump thing? I need to know if I should vote for him again. She said, I opened up my computer and the first thing that popped up was Kim Clement's prophetic word. She listened to it. Kim Clement said, that Trump would be president two years before he was elected in this prophetic word in 2014. He said, when he's elected, they're going to say, impeach, impeach, impeach him. But he won't be impeached. And he will serve a second term. That was a prophetic word she heard. She sent it to me. She said, do you, what do you think of this? So I wrote her a whole big paragraph. <laughs> 
But she said to me, I just, that, I just know that was God. He's so busy. How does he have time to do these things for me? I was like, praise God. So now she's believing God that she can get her arm up because she had that surgery done and she can only lift her arm so far. And I was like, I didn't want to touch it. You know, I was like, God is like so super answering and, you know, working in her life. And I said, it's so cool to see that in the new beginning believers, how God just answer stuff for them that's just ridiculous you know just so cool and i you know it's just refreshing yeah always refreshing he's so refreshing what about your brother my brother well he's still working on his testimony i think he's coming around and i think you know when connie he sees connie you know really living for god and really sees answers you know i don't think he's that far off you know i don't have an urgency from God, you know, with him. But I am planning on going to visit them again while I'm in Florida this year. So we'll just keep planting seed. A lot of watering. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Father, I just thank you right now, especially for Connie right now. Father, I thank you for healing that rotor cuff, Lord, so that she can lift her arm. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that you're showing yourself to her, that she's having that God encounter that we prayed for, Lord. So I praise you and thank you for that, Lord. And now I lift up Frank to you, and I ask, Lord, that you would give him that God encounter that we prayed for, Father. I thank you for watering the seed, Lord, and I know that you bring the harvest. And I ask for a harvest of Frank's soul for you, Jesus. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord. To, to sow more seed, to water it, and, Lord, that we could bring him into the kingdom of God, Lord, this year in 2020, in Jesus' name. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise ahead of time, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, not really a testimony, but I just felt quickened to encourage everyone. Terry made a few statements you might not understand. First of all, she said her top 10 list is, is being whittled down. And uh, years ago, God gave us that. Uh, I don't even remember when. Uh, oh, no, we had it back in Titusville. Yeah. This list was from Greenfield. Was from Greenfield, yeah. From time to time, the Lord had had me teach on it. And I just was quickened that, you know, with, with it being New Year's and 2020 coming up, take out a piece of paper, write 1 through 10, and sit before the Lord and, and say and ask, who do I know that needs Jesus? Who in my family and at work? You know, the boss that you hate? You know, the guy that works down the hall that's always a real pain in the... You know what I'm talking about? You know, one of the ways to really get at the devil is to get these people born again. And just remember, somebody prayed for you and you were an ugly cuss once too. Right? And sometimes uh, it may not even be a person you're, you're really well, that you know real well, but the Holy Ghost will put them on your list. And we got that ten, top ten list from the post office. You know, you go in to see... That, that FBI is most, most wanted, that top ten. And, and you look up there to make sure your face isn't there. And, uh, right? And, I, and I'm serious about this. As you, as Karen said, you know, be introspective. You know, contemplate your life and your future. I want to encourage you. Write out another, a fresh one. And if you've got to modify it and you still have one hanging, move, move it to the new list. 
because we've seen so many people come to Jesus after you target them in prayer and and you know stick it in your Bible I'm not even saying you need to come back to it every day but from time to time you'll find it the Holy Ghost will prompt you and say well how do I pray well there's different scriptures one of the scriptures I like is in the in the book of Acts where Paul met a woman named Lydia and the Bible says God opened her heart and that's how I pray Lord open up her heart open up his heart to hear the gospel another way I pray that I got from brother Hagen is he realized especially with family members that sometimes you're not the one they want to listen to Terry's parents were that way so we prayed Lord bring someone across their path someone whom they will respect someone whom they will listen to who will speak the word of God and I remember when Terry told me oh guess what mom said they they moved into their new place in in Florida and their neighbors a retired minister and they really like him see amen you see God's sneaky so I've, I've continued to pray that way Lord send someone across their path they'll listen to particularly with your children with our boys we always would pray that Lord you don't want to meet the wrong people and people say oh Lord don't let them meet the wrong people well turn that also Lord let them meet the right people right let them meet the people who they'll listen to and then bind the devil Right. Satan blinds. The Bible says the God of this world blinds the eyes of those that believe not. Just bind the devil. Oh, no, you don't, devil. You're not going to blind their eyes. In Jesus' name, Satan, you are bound. They're God's property now. Claim them in the name of Jesus. Amen. And as well, I often will pray this way. That, Lord, if there is a way I can be a blessing, show me. You know, I've had, I've had, I've been wandering in a bookstore, and the Lord will say, "Buy this book for that person," you know, and I'd buy it and give it to them, and they'll just, "Oh, I was thinking about getting this book and picking this one up," you know, and those are just the building blocks of salvation. Bible says, "A soul winner is wise." You know, be open to the Spirit of God and pray, pray, pray for your top ten. We could probably have a testimony meeting just on crossing off those top ten. Don't you want to be fruitful for the kingdom? Amen. Can I tell you a little vision I had when I was about 20 years old? I had, do we have enough time? It's three minute vision, three minute story. I don't know. I think I've told this once or twice in my life and that's probably about all. Uh, We had a guy who was, uh, we had a Toyota and when it broke down, we found a, a mechanic who lived out in the country, I mean, out in the woods. He was a really good Toyota mechanic. And, and, and the car broke down again, and I, I went to get it fixed and found out he wasn't fixing them anymore. He was, had been sent home to die with cancer. Well, that made me mad, because how am I going to get my Toyota fixed? <laughs> the devil's not going to steal my Toyota repairman. So I, I didn't really know him. His name was Fran, Fran Price. And so I went out and, and like Karen, you know, I, hey, I was 20 years old, still nervous, you know. I knock on the door to see Fran and, and uh, his wife let, no, it wasn't his wife. Anyway, they let me in and he's sitting there in, 
on the couch. He'd come home to die, and he's watching television. And I sat there and him hawed around, tried to share the gospel, and he didn't receive. You know, is there any reason you know you know we can't pray for you to be saved even today? Nah, I don't want it. You know, never turned the TV off and never stopped to to listen. Really, watched the TV more and, and ignored me. So I went back. I think three times. The third time. I just walked into the room and walked up to the television and turned it off. Man's going to die without Jesus. I'm not going to be afraid to turn off the TV. So I went and I sat closer to him and I got in his face. And he began to, to, to share things that had kept him from God. Found out 10, 15 years before his wife had run off with a preacher. He had a reason to hate God. And we worked through all of that. And then and, uh, he prayed the prayer of salvation. Yeah, 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 that's what he, 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 uh, he said, no, no, I know you can't get saved on your deathbed. And I said, who told you that? He says, it's in the Bible. I know you can't get saved on your deathbed. There's no hope for me. And I said, Fran, and I did. I said it just this way. I said, Fran, shut up. I said, this is my job, not yours. I said, well, I, get, I brought my car here how many times? And you'd, you, you'd tell me what was wrong, and, and I'd, I'd say, okay, I don't know Toyotas. You know Toyotas, and I'd pay you the money you said it was worth. And I never, I never questioned you. I trusted you. That was your job. So right now, you're going to shut up. This is my job. And that's not in the Bible. Somebody lied to you. And I, and I opened up the Bible and showed him the thief on the cross. And I said, right there. And he started to cry, and that's what broke it. And he, he received Jesus as the Lord of his life. And uh, I think he died like two days later. So they had me, they asked me because, you know, they'd been out of church for years, the whole family. So I ended up doing his funeral. It's the second funeral I'd performed as a boy. Again, I'm 20 years old, right? And I'll never forget as I was walking after the funeral and I'm walking through the tombstones down you know across this hill to where my car is and I got to the car and right before I opened the door I had a vision that's what I want to tell you about because I didn't know that what I saw was real I had to go to the Bible and find out it's true but in this vision I was in heaven and Fran <laughs> was standing there with Jesus this big smile and Jesus had a crown and he put it on my head and Fran reached up like this with his fingers and he had a gemstone in his hand and he put it into the crown and then he turned and he walked away and behind him I saw this long long line of people smiling I thought I was crazy until I found out from my Baptist friends there's, there's scripture that you have a soul winner's crown 
every mother understands what it's like to bring a life into the world. I want you to have a zeal and a desire to bring people to Jesus. Bring them into the kingdom of God. Don't let them go to hell. Get over this stuff about numbers being humble we've we've got a king who's alive amen let's win more souls this year than ever amen now i'll close with this i asked the lord a long time ago and he gave me my answer and i said in Kenneth Copeland's office. I didn't have any gem to put in its crown. But oh, how much I wanted to thank. And I had asked God, give me the chance. Because without his faithfulness, I wouldn't be here. And I got to thank him. And I got to tell him, you got a lot of grandkids running around. You haven't even met. And a lot more to come. That desire to be thankful should fill our year. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I think we have our mandate for 2020. Family, you are precious to the Lord. And you have, you're well able, you're equipped. Let's go out 2020 with this mandate to be thankful, to pray, and believe God for souls. Amen. We are the most blessed people on the face of the earth. Did I hear you all say that? Amen. Be blessed. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Church of the Word International, the last Sunday of the year. Come on up, John and Kate. We would like to encourage you in the Word of God for your worship time this morning. We're going to have John and Kate read something from the Word. Good morning. morning. Psalms 145. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of thy majesty and on thy wonderful works I will meditate. And men shall speak of the power of thine awesome acts. And I will tell of thy greatness. They shall eagerly utter the memory of thine abundant goodness. And shall shout joyfully of thy righteousness. The Lord is a gracious, the Lord is gracious and merciful slow to anger and great loving kindness the lord is good to all and his mercies are all over his works all thy works shall give thanks to thee o lord and thy godly ones shall bless thee they shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom 
and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men thy mighty acts, and the glory of the, of the majesty of thy kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Look at your hands. The healing anointing of Jesus is in your hands because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've got healing in my hands. What can I pray for you? Let's be the body of Christ this morning and reach out and pray for someone. Maybe somebody needs some money. Give them give them some money. Let's be the, the body of Christ this morning. The Spirit of the Lord is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Freedom to be all that Jesus intends you to be. A child of God. Filled with the healing of Jesus. There's miracles in the house today. Take it. Take it. It's yours. It's been given to you. Yes, take it. It is yours, saith the Lord. I'm not denying you one good thing. This is a day that the Lord has made. He's singing over you. He's rejoicing over you. You are the object of his affection. He's so in love with you. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. You're so good. So faithful, so true. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, oh, see how
I feel the pleasure of the Lord for this body. I feel the Father is very, very pleased with you. You, through this past year, have endeavored through revelation. And growth has really, your growth in him has really blessed his heart. Some it's been painful. Some it's just been exhilarating to to gather and to catch new revelation of the Lord. But the, the thing that pleases the Father so much is your growth in him. He knows you live in a fallen world and he knows you came from a fallen state. So as you muscle in and see truth and grow in him intentionally on purpose, it blesses his heart so much. Just as we in the natural as parents and and grandparents see our children grow up and and flourish and be fruitful it blesses the father just like that even more we truly are the most blessed people on the face of the earth and i believe the people in this house this assembly this inner family of the family of god we're blessed beyond measure we've been given so much in god so much truth, so much love, miracles and signs and wonders. We believe the Bible from the beginning of Genesis through all the way to Revelation. There's no pages we've ripped out, no pages we won't teach and preach and exhort because it's truth. God said it, didn't he? And if God said it, then it's a done deal. We just have to stand in agreement and latch on and believe it. And as we do that, we come in, in, in partnership with him. And the Holy Spirit's there to help us. And it brings forth everything from the spirit realm, from the heart of the Father, into your life. In the natural. And we're living that. We're living it. We're breathing it. Amen. Let's just lift our hands and thank the Father. Thank Jesus. Thank the Holy Spirit, the Godhead. Thank them from your heart of all the things they brought you through in 2019. All the revelation that came to you through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God. Thank Him for all the healings that were wrought in your body and for those that you've loved. Thank you for the finances that came in that paid your bills and gave you seed to give to others. Thank him for all the wonderful things that he is and that he's done for you personally because he's done so much. Father, you're such a great, great God. You're so faithful. You love your children and we feel that love. We are the object of your affection. And Father, thank you. Thank you for the priceless gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the blood that he shed for me. Thank you that he rose again from the dead. And now that resurrection life is in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Holy Spirit, you were sent to be our helper, our comforter, our guide, our everything. You live and dwell within us. Wherever we go, we're not orphans. We're not alone. We have you. And you are the greatest presence on the earth today the most important person in our life so holy spirit this morning have your way in our lives we give you permission to have your way in jesus name amen 
Well, let's just stay in a position of worship. You may be seated. I don't, I, I think we do get the importance of the children, by the way, this fifth Sunday stay in. Um, the importance of the tithe. And we've talked a little bit about that, and, and you've heard it all the years that you've known the Lord, how important the tithe is. The Father says in Leviticus 27:30 that the tithe belongs to him. John, can you just stay up there and Sandy and just keep playing? All right? In Leviticus 27:30, the tithe belongs to the Lord and all the tithe. Do you know what that means, all the tithe? All the tithe means everything that comes to you. I don't know if you've ever thought about it in this way, but I was taught really well. <laughs> that means your birthday money. That means Christmas money. Yeah. It's not just your work money. It means your bonus. It means all of that. God the Father said all the tithe. We kind of dissect what is tithe in our life. And God says all of it is the tithe. Everything that comes to you, we're to tithe off of. You know, this church tithes. I don't know if you're aware of that. But all your tithes come in and we tithe off that. You want to know why? We live what we preach. And we teach this truth to you so that you are blessed. It's truth. And God's truth always has a blessing attached to it as we obey it. Now, you can hear the truth, and it can go out in one ear and out the other. But the Bible says in James, those who are doers of the word are the ones who are blessed. There's a lot of people that hear the word and they get puffed up with the knowledge of it, but it's not manifesting. It's not, they're not doers of it. God wants you to be a doer of the word because he wants you to be blessed. Do we all agree with that? All right. The tithe was given before the law in Leviticus Genesis 14:20. Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek. Um, he gave all the tithes. This was before the law. Then in the law through Moses in Deuteronomy 12, 14, and 26, the, the tithe was given again. Then in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus told the Pharisees that they should in fact tithe. Now this is Jesus speaking in the New Testament. But don't neglect the issues of justice and mercy. So he didn't dismiss it. See, the God of the Old and the New Testament is the same God. If God in the Old Testament spoke this out, he didn't change his mind when it came into the New Testament. Right? Right? <laughs> it's the same Father. So you can believe that or not, and that is your choice because you've been given free will. But Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there is your heart. 
Why is it that God wants us to tithe? You ever ask yourself, why do I have to tithe? You should ask yourself some questions like that, especially if you're teetering with this. I've come up with three answers, and there's probably lots more. It shows you that our hearts are not tied to money. But we really, really, really trust the Lord more than the finances that we have or don't have. Number two, that we love God more than we love money. See, when you love someone, when you love what God said to do, you're going to obey it. So you're going to show that love in action. Number three, it keeps us remembering where it all comes from. Every good and perfect gift comes from where? The Father. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. The Father of lights where there's no shadow of turning. He's the Lord of the harvest. In Deuteronomy 8.18 it says, For thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Now, the gospel is free, but it takes money to get it to you. That's just common sense, isn't it? Right? God wants to establish his covenant on the earth, and it takes money to do that. That's why we're privileged and honored as believers and sons and daughters of the Most High God to give. The world's not doing that. You know, they may give in to other things, but not to the gospel. The gospel is the truth, the infallible truth on the earth today. And we need to bring in all the tithes and the offerings into the house so that it can be administered to. Now, when you give, you don't give to a church, you don't give to a ministry, you don't give to a person. You give to the Father. It's not that person's responsibility to take care of your finances that you give to. You give to the Father. You say, Father, I'm going to lift this up as an act of obedience, as a vertical worship unto you. I, I, I desire in my heart to obey your word. I know what your word says, Father, give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into my bosom. Father, I believe what you just said. So, and you shall reap. This is the kingdom way, and I'm in the kingdom on this earth. So I choose by an act of my will to engage myself in what you say, Father, in your kingdom. I may not always understand it, I just believe it, and I'm going to be a doer of it. It keeps us in memory that everything that has come into your life came from a good, faithful father that loves you and is in love with you. When you write that check or put that cash in, it puts you in remembrance where it came from. And I don't know about you, I'm human. We all need to place ourselves in that consistently. Consistently. Not a one-time shot, not a two-time shot, shot, but consistently. Give when you have the opportunity to give. Why? It builds your faith. 
faith in an awesome God that backs up his word because he's faithful. Amen. Now I've got a question because I see a lot of kids here. I was brought up in a church where my mom and dad gave us little envelopes. And every Sunday, I put a nickel in that envelope when I was a little child. I was taught to give as a a child. The Bible says train up children in the way they should go, and they'll not depart from it. We We should learn to, as a lifestyle to give. Give love, give a smile, bake a pie. Just where can I serve? Where can I give? Your whole life, not just your finances. Why? Because God wants to set you up for something much bigger than just finances. How about a contented life? How about wonderful relationships with people? How about your car, your 10 and 12-year-old car still running like it's brand new? How about your washer and dryer working? How about you haven't been to the doctor in years? How much money have you saved up in that? See, God wants to bless every area, every part of your life. It's all important to him. Don't think just by putting those little dollar bills in that, that that's what you're reaping back. God wants to give you so much more than that. As we make it an act of worship, a part of our life, It's really super important to the Lord. Now, who needs seed today in order to give? Anybody? Would you be humble enough to raise your hand if you don't have seed to put in? Would you distribute this for me, please? Raise your hand. Somebody look around. Come on, pull out your wallet. Let's make sure everybody's got seed. The the word says that God gives seed to the sower. How about these kids up here? Do you have something to put in the offering? Oh, we got some over here too. Why don't you turn to somebody and and hand that all the children should be giving something today. This is an act of worship for them too. Just because they're little, they don't have a little spirit. Their spirit is big. They pray in the spirit. They, They get revelation of the spirit. So let's make sure that they are actively engaged and part of this worship of tithing. Amen? Anybody need an envelope? (laughs) Ushers, are you ready? Envelope here. Thank you. This is so beautiful to the Lord because you're giving a part of yourself to him. Lift up your tithes and your offering to the Father. Father, we thank you. We're not going to be hit and miss with this. This is I'm purposely, intentionally giving to you, locking into your word in faith that as I give, Father, from my heart, it'll be given back. And we thank you for that truth and that word. In Jesus' name, amen. We can pass the baskets on that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a blessing to be able to give. A real blessing to give. 
I'm very thankful for the teaching, Pastor Dale, that you preached all those years about giving. You know, I, I sat in um, early on in my walk with God in front row. I've always been a front row sitter. <laughs> That's where the anointing is. No, I'm only kidding. And I remember sitting there, and honestly, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have two pennies in my pocket, nothing. And I so wanted to give that I, I plucked off a button off my jacket and gave it in the offering. God sees that because he sees it as a heart thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can just stay in this place for a minute. Um, I hope you all get a bulletin. Next Sunday, we have City Gate, our local ministry to the poor and to the needy. And it's changing us, isn't it? It really is. If you haven't signed up and you want to go, please sign up. The sheets are in the back. Um, this is also our mission Sunday where we give in to missions. It's the last Sunday. You know this is what we do here at this church. Missions are a big deal to God. And we have missions all over the world. Look at the flags. Remind yourself of where your money is reaching out to. And we have newsletters in the back um, of Larry and Kay Mills. You can pick one of those up on the table in the back. And the Marabellas. And they send their um, greeting to us with a scripture. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6. Amen. So those are in the back if you'd like to look at those newsletters. Does anyone need an envelope for your offering, your mission offering? And we thank you for your obedience to the Lord on this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer over our offering, our tithes and our offerings this morning. Father, we believe in the name of Jesus that all our needs are met, according to Philippians 4.19. We believe that because we have given tithes and offerings to further your cause, Father, gifts will be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall they pour into our bosom. For with a measure I, we deal out, we will, it will be measured back to us. Satan, we bind you from our finances, according to Matthew 18, and loose you from your assignment against us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that your ministering spirits are now free to minister to us and bring in the necessary finances. We confess that you are a very present help in trouble, and you are more than enough. And we confess, God, that you're able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to us in abundance. So that we're always, in all circumstances, furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Amen.
Ushers, are you ready? We thank you, Father, that you're pleased in our obedience.